Cool. Are you guys just starting your own podcast? Don't now? worry, guys. Get used to it. There's going to be a lot of that today. A lot of Interruptions <laughs> should be the name of it. That's my superpower. Um, welcome back to Interruptions. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Is uh, everything good with sound and stuff, Woody? I guess. Yeah, man. Except for whoever's, I guess, I don't know if you guys are recording in like a, like a nail, like the factory that makes the nails. Like a chicken Before house. you hammer them. <laughs> um... You know, I mean, cool. Or is there like a location? Might want to like, yeah. Do you uh, like? Is it is it hailing over there? Do you guys have a tin roof? I mean, whatever the case, it makes for very good like texture for the listener. So do you still good. hear it? Sounds like yeah. What is? Is it, it happening now? Was it this? It, it sounded was, like you guys were like rolling dice. I don't, is, do you have a pocket full of Tic Tacs over there? <laughs> I think it's because you, you push the headphones over. Dude. I went like this. <laughs> Oh, dude, so funny, man. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. Well. (laughs) Hey, all you wizards and warriors, welcome back to your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad, a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. I'm your host, Tyler Bentz, and this is your other host, Woody Brown. What's up, dude? Dude, I'm pretty excited today. I I, I shouldn't have said pretty excited. I'm very excited Mm -hmm. today. Uh, You know, ever since we finished up wrapped up the the mini three-shot campaign that we did um, playing Dungeons & Dragons, we have wanted to just really kind of dive into that amazing time that we had, and most specifically, having our buddies on Mm -hmm. to kind of talk about it. So I'm super excited today because we have two of the most amazing adventurers of all time on our podcast. First, the first guy that we're going to introduce... I mean, gosh, I know I've known him for what might be like 20 years, but Tyler, you, how long have you known our first guest here? I feel like I've known this guy for, I like, I can't remember how I know him, you know, as far back, but it's been forever. I feel like I knew his sister first. Um, but uh, yeah, long time. <laughs> Good answer, man. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't want to get time. into this whole thing of like how long I knew him. No, I know, I know. But like, look, we also played in bands together and stuff. I'm pretty sure they like rescued out, rescued us out of a situation when like our practice space owners kicked us out mm. one time for, I don't know, leaving the heat on for like uh, a few weeks. That's neither here nor there. But <laughs> us being in, again, small town, another band, we mm. all kind of hung out, played shows together. Um, the first guy that we're going to introduce is Luke Pilgrim. Woo! Hey. hey. And then Ellis, uh, who I guess I kind of, I was kind of doing this in my head too. Like, Ellis, we, I met you. Hmm, Boy, maybe. that was a very lackluster introduction for Ellis. Well, I felt like Luke got second. like a five minute buildup. <laughs> Luke well, got a full yeah. backstory. And then he's like, I was going to give Ellis a little bit of a backstory, but I don't like that. <laughs> kind of goes back into, I think I met Ellis. That's the story of Ellis. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I it. met Ellis like maybe like a year and a half ago or so when I can't remember Ellis. No, you met him before then. Did I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he when did the, when he, when Woody played like the nerdy character, like blowing snot and like wiping his forehead. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He that is on right. Those, the awesome agents. Project okay, cool. Yeah. All I know is immediately we all kind of hit it off. We always laugh like crazy. I mean, you guys gave me the ultimate honor of, of uh, playing a character in, in one of your short films. So, again, for the mm-hmm. audience, Luke and soon to be another one of our D&D players, Brad, uh, founded this film production company called Sozo Bear Films. Mm-hmm. They do everything from, you know, um, I guess commercials and you know that music videos, music videos but they also promos yeah and and they also do their own original films too and i had the awesome opportunity of being in uh, one of their short films it's part of this anthology series and uh i just have to like kind of tell this hilarious story i feel like i've talked about it on the podcast before <laughs> but like dude <clears throat> this is amazing so 
I knew it was going to be a small part, and I'm always kind of like teasing him, like, man, I'd love to be in one of those movies, man. I mean, just let me, you know, <laughs> just let me show you my acting chops, bro. And so they gave me this part. My character's name was Hector. A racist. <laughs> well, because if you don't know, Woody looks a little Hispanic. And basically, like, the the uh, the short film premiered live on YouTube during their... Um, it was our film festival. Oh, Night at the Movies. Yeah, Night yeah. at the Movies, a film festival that they do and put on and host every uh, every year. And mm-hmm. it was premiering live on YouTube. And so I'm like, oh, man, I let my kids, like, stay up a little late. They weren't. I knew they weren't going to be allowed to watch, like the whole short film because you know it was probably going to be scary mm-hmm. for him and uh i was like you know I, I knew because i was there and i know my part was so small i you know i knew it was gonna be quick but you know even going into it i thought this is gonna be so hilarious because i'm sure it's just gonna be like a quick dude even my brain didn't realize how quick the part it was so <laughs> funny there's this scene the girl's like walking down this hot thing and she's like hey hector i'm like Good morning, Hector. Uh, hey. <laughs> and then, boom, cut away. <laughs> bam, that's it. And it was like not even, I don't even think it's you two seconds. You got about seconds. two seconds, yeah. Yeah. maybe? And how long were you there? Uh, Boy, a whole day. <laughs> but they had snacks. They had all kinds of food yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, it's just it was it was a lot of fun. And the whole time we were there, but we're we, just like laughing I mean, our we butts did, off. I was going to say, we did film. It took a good bit of filming just for that little part, right? Like it's. And as you know, doing the commercials with you, it's we have to do like, I don't know, it's like hundreds of takes and then different angles. So even though your little part was like, mm-hmm. uh, hey, and then you walk off, we did at least two or three different angles of that. Oh, and so what, you know, and that, that was probably filming for 30 minutes or something just on that little exactly. part. Where, yeah. uh, well, and the even the, I think the, half the scene that you use, like uh, the uh, up close in my face, that was when I really did had to quote, really did have to quote unquote use some acting chops because like the person that I was walking past wasn't really there. I just had to like kind of mm. move my head and look towards a direction when you had this like this huge it was gonna be a big zoom in. So like I wasn't really walking by her at that time. I just had to pretend I wasn't. So needless to say, I'm s I you know, I'm checking the mailbox daily, but I think that letter from the Academy mm-hmm. is probably on its way. <laughs> So. Hey, actually, that was a. It was SAG. It was a SAG film. So, like, you had a line in a SAG film. So that's. I mean, do you pretty know what big because you, you get wow. like, mm-hmm. you just need like two or something to be like certified or some SAG certified. Yeah. I don't really know all the rules. I, well, we don't deal with that. Well, I think another there. requirement might be to take a shower while you're recording a podcast. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> you guys got a dog that got yeah, muddy all of a sudden and needed to wash him off before he's allowed to sit on the couch next to you? What is happening? We have, we have these microphones we got from NASA, and they can just pick up anything. Yeah, that, You really um, have to use your imagination. Well, yeah, we're, we're in the like basement, you know, so like the pipes are literally over our head. Literally yeah. right like, above us. The That's... other day, our intern, Ryan, he's working, and just a ton of water falls on oh his my head. No way. It was so funny, dude. We had a leak. Oh, man. <laughs> That's that's awesome. So you that might you guys, hear that you know, still decided to uh, <clears throat> put your uh, your recording studio there. Anyway, I um, yeah. <laughs> oh man, and like I'm constantly, I got to say this too. I'm constantly like, I'll just text Luke, and I'll just be like, dude, I've got this incredible idea, and I and I ha- I've created this like hashtag called Hector the Hero, and it's just like <laughs> me trying to like convince Luke to bring back Hector and him be like at the end of the not even spinoff, not yet. But at the end of this whole anthology series, basically, like this character that had like a one second appearance ends up being the hero of the entire thing. I mean, you know what I yeah. mean? That's, I mean, just forget about it. That's like a M. Night Shyamalan exactly, guy twist. Man. Exactly. So, the audience is like, who was that? <laughs> who was this random guy we saw? Hector the, yeah, hero. He's the That's hero. who. Um, but anyway, welcome guys to our show. Like I said earlier, we have been wanting to do this. Uh, Gosh, since we finished up the three shot campaign, yeah. we just can't let it go. We like anything to keep us in that mode of, you know, mm. being back in that campaign. Yeah, it was incredible, dude. It was a blast. Yeah, man. And that was uh, pretty much. I don't know about you guys. Have you guys played before? Because like, this was pretty much my first time really going through a campaign. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of get into that. So for me, I it was that was the first time I've ever really played D anD. I think like 
gosh, I don't even know how many months ago now, but I think the only reason we all even knew that we were getting into it was because on a whim, I just bought the Stranger Things D&D starter set, mm-hmm. you know, just because, I mean, I just wanted it in, on my shelf. I mean, really, because uh, I love Stranger mm-hmm. Things. <clears throat> and I'm kind of like thumbing through it and getting into like watching some videos on, on YouTube about Dungeons and Dragons. And then t- that opened up the conversation where, where Tyler you know, played it when he was much younger in like middle school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, Ellis, I think you may have seen that post. I commented on your Instagram uh, post, I, I think. I tagged you. You tagged me, yeah. and then I commented on it. Well, yeah, that's right. because yeah, I was like, Ellis is the best uh, dungeon master around, you know, so I commented. Well, in- yeah. initially it was like Woody and I were, because were, he kind of was getting into it, and I hadn't played since, you know, middle school, maybe early high school. Um, and I'd always wanted to get back into it. So the plan was, was like, okay, well, Woody's going to kind of figure out how to be a dungeon master. And then mm-hmm. we're just going to play like a, you know, like me and then like a non-player character, you know, here and there, like kind of whenever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think somehow you guys were sort of brought in. Yeah. So Ellis like wrote a comment that was like, oh man, I've been DMing a uh, a group for like, I don't even, 10 years or so. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time. And so I was like, oh, man, I may have to uh, hit you up for some tips. Well, then Tyler and I kind of like did like a Zoom one day, I think my son too, and where I was just like, yeah, man, I'll I'll take you through this module. Because like for me, initially, the idea of being the Dungeon Master, and again, for listeners who have zero idea about D&D, we'll kind of try to define certain terms as we go through them. But Dungeon Master is a person who is essentially in charge of moving the story along by presenting kind of either the the scene or what's going to happen. And then the players kind of use that to decide what they want to do. And then different things mm-hmm. kind of unfold from there. So the idea of being the Dungeon Master, the person that like creates this story and, and, and brings these characters into it. Like I love storytelling so much that I thought, I mean, I feel like I was destined to do this you know like ellis can tell you mm-hmm. whenever i send like a backstory on a character which should just be like oh it's it was a dwarf like he is short it's like pages and pages of just this like long drawn out story because i love that right mm-hmm. and so i thought man being a dm that's great so tyler and i tried it out and i was just like oh i don't you know <laughs> it, it wasn't was bad though i mean oh god in comparison to like so so then i think we reached out to you and i kept on like asking a bunch of questions and all this kind of stuff. And you kind of offered like, hey, you know, I mean, like, since you guys are just kind of getting started, I'd be willing to kind of like put together a little, you know, one shot or three shot campaign. Um, heck, you might have offered one shot. We might have like strong armed you into into three, which which <laughs> well, then turned into. It was originally going to be like a one, but then it just kind of turned into like five yeah. or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure did. Um, which, which by was, the way, Woody and I had also talked about like, Hey, you know, let's really take our time. Let's stretch this thing out. Plotting <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole time. Yeah. Oh man. And um, and I think it was just like a natural sort of addition to have Luke be involved because you guys not only work together, but you know, we we all. When I'm thinking of like, okay, who do I want to hang out with? It's going to be super fun. It's going to be tons of laughing, mm-hmm. tons of just being, you know, inappropriate and just a bunch of dudes, <laughs> like. Immediately, I, you know, like Luke and I, anytime we're like around each other, I mean, I, I feel I can't wait until Brad's like in on all of this stuff because like yes. he's always the one yeah. like anytime we'd be filming or something, me and Luke would just be literally crying, laughing so hard that we can barely breathe. Yeah. And Brad's like, OK, guys, let's, <laughs> let's get back to it. Let's reel, reel yeah. it in here. Oh, yeah. man. But uh, well, also, too, like we. Like, I knew about you. You were on our podcast, but we didn't really, like, know each other Mm -hmm. that well. So Luke was a really good, like, link (laughs) for us to be able to play together. Because if it was just me with you and Tyler, it might have been, like, a little weird. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Mainly because of Tyler. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, it was cool, too, because, like you mentioned, uh, Tyler, like, we go way back. But I don't think, I mean, I haven't seen you in years probably uh, yeah it's been forever i can't even remember the last time so uh yeah when we all got on this group chat it was like it was awesome it was like it was old like, times again it was like being <laughs> yeah it was like being being back home I, it's funny because i was talking to woody uh earlier today and i was trying to think like 
how do I, how have I known you so long? And <laughs> I really don't know. I think that I remember when you were like a little kid, wouldn't they like have you up at like, like, I feel like you were, they brought you on stage at like a weep show yeah. at like Buffalo Wild Wings to play guitar. <laughs> I was about yeah. to be like, what kind of show is this? <laughs> it was a no, it was like, it was, <laughs> it was super random, but like, no, that happened. I mean, you, yeah. you were an amazing guitar player. I was like, yeah, probably 12 maybe, but yeah, weep. And of course, Weep was like my idols because this mm-hmm. was like the local yeah, band that everybody knew, you know. So yeah, they brought yeah. me up at uh, it's like Taco Mac or whatever that place was. Taco Mac, yeah. that's what it was. And yeah. Uh, yeah, they let me play on one of their songs. And, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it was cool. a blast. That was like a highlight for me at 12 years Ladies old. and gentlemen, put your wings down for a moment. <laughs> let us introduce Luke Filgrove. <laughs> He's like, <"Hi."> Yeah, <laughs> like the guitar. He's like, everybody. Amazing. I'm nine years yeah. old, and this song's called "I Love My Mommy." <laughs> well, um, I, I feel like I knew. I played. I, I feel like I knew your your sister, Carly. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like really well, hey, but like well, yeah, I was better than how. No, I mean, you, you mean know. like biblically, or? Um, and I would I would go in like the movie, like uh, the satellite store, right? That your yeah. parents ran, right. and uh, you know that was like where you got your. Your VHS tapes. Yeah. I, you know, so that was the thing. Like, I feel like I would see you guys all the time. Right. Yeah. Cause my parents, yeah, they had a movie rental business. So growing up, it was like, that was the place to be, man. When like they oh, opened, yeah, you know, like, everybody wanted to go to the, cause there was nowhere, there wasn't a blockbuster or anything. So no. Yeah. People would show up. They had MTV blaring on the TVs and it was just like the coolest place. <laughs> it actually you know? sounds really awesome. Yeah. It, so it was cool, awesome. Man. It was awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I feel like I'm sure you probably, I just we were probably around each other at different points when we were younger, but definitely I remember yeah. know, early early two thousands, like literally mm-hmm. two thousand two or three or something. Um, we started hanging out some. I started playing. Uh, I think it was before I even had last November. No, maybe I had started last November, but it was like early still. But um, mm-hmm. it was definitely I think before you guys started the Modern Society. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like last November was going maybe even at the end of Cloud Ten. Yeah. I think so. Maybe. Yeah. Because by the time uh, we kind of got up and running with, with the Modern Society, like, I think you guys were already pretty, like, you know, established and and playing out. And yeah, stuff. I think we've been playing for about a, I don't know, maybe like a year or two or something. That's cool. Even more backstory. For, yeah. For me. <laughs> for Luke. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, um I mean, like, in terms, like going back to like D and T, and not like you know, Cloud, who started first, <laughs> um, uh, with whose band started first or whatever. Which is, you know, I'm sure our listeners are real. You know, I'm probably gonna edit that out. But um, <laughs> oh man, I gotta say, like, f- for anybody that is thinking about getting into D and D, I think sometimes there's that like sort of barrier of entry. It's kind of intimidating, it's, even just being like a player. So mm-hmm. I knew, okay, I'm going to kind of maybe just take some DMing tips from from Ellis, but let me focus on this character creation type thing. And luckily, Ellis invited us to kind of all have a uh, almost like a session, a session zero, zero yeah. to where we could all kind of jump on a call and talk about, you know, what kind of characters that we wanted to uh, to create and all the different like options. And that's the thing, man. There are, if you want to talk about paralysis by analysis, there are so many options, and, and especially that just keep on coming out of, of different races of character. Hey, um, hey, hey. And again, if you're not used to Dungeons and Dragons, you know, obviously there's like the main ones, which is like human, elf, elf dwarf, uh, orc, dwarf. Um, you know, those are like the main, the original kind of mm-hmm. kind. And then there's just like, Anything and everything, basically. You guys also kind of, like, did yourselves dirty, though, because you both chose, like, some of the most important magic classes that you could possibly choose. And Luke's like, I've been through mm-hmm. this before. I'm playing a class that has no magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 man. Like, it's so funny that you brought that up because I wrote that down to kind of talk about. Like, I th- it was so hilarious that time. We're like, well, you know, I kind of want to do this. And Luke's just, like, patiently sitting there, like, kind of quiet <laughs> while we're just, like, talking about all the different options and spells. And I, I kind of want to do this. And, and Luke was kind of like, yeah, I mean, I kind of did this one time, but uh, I kind of just want to be able to break it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I just want to rage. Yeah, I just want to destroy everything in my path. Yeah. And that's what I did. It was great. That's exactly what you I did. did. Yeah. I think you played a wizard the first time. I did. And you got knocked unconscious like first five. Really? <laughs> Dude, it was so hard. <laughs> and and it was I we only had me and Brad and uh Ellis was DMing. So we like it's not enough people to play, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I just yeah. didn't know how to do the spells or any of that stuff. So that's why this time I was like, I want to be something that's like big strong and just can like run through and knock people out well i think what would be kind of cool is maybe each of us quickly just kind of describing the character that we played in this uh in this mini campaign luke since we just talked about how you want to just be this like monstrous rage you know behemoth of a character why don't you tell us a little bit about your dude yep my name was drogo and uh i was a barbarian half orc barbarian and uh yeah yeah, the greatest thing was i guess ellis started us at level 14 yeah it was 14 and uh man at that level you can do a ton of stuff which is great but uh yeah it was right yeah so what was cool is just being my character could uh, rage i could do these reckless attacks which means i get to roll with advantage so i can roll twice and pick the higher number um and then he just dealt a lot of damage so oh, yeah it was just a blast playing yeah. that character yeah one one thing too that that i think i should note about or that we should note about uh you know even though your character was pretty sort of like basic as far as like okay now i'm just gonna like go off and like mm-hmm. you know start swinging like I will say, as far as all of our characters, you ha- you probably were rolling the most of any of us. As far as like, okay, now you get another bonus, right? Roll. Yeah, now you get to roll yeah, for yeah. this. Not like man, it was pretty wild. Yeah, that was crazy. It was wild and also hilarious because you only had like one one die set, and so you'd be like rolling, like where like it's supposed to be like seven d six. You're like, hold on a second, clink 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 clink. Yeah, clink. I know, dude. Uh, Tyler, you want to tell us about uh, about your character? Yeah, I uh, my name was Elric Ascalon. Elric was sort of a nod to the '80s black and white explosion comic called Poison Elves. Uh, Ascalon was the name of the weapon that Saint George used to slay the dragon. Um, I was a wood elf, a uh, blade singer, which is, um, I mean. You guys pretty much made fun of him the whole time. Just disappointing. But, but he, I'd say Woody. Woody made fun the most. Woody definitely did. Thank you, Luke <laughs> and Ellis. I'm true that. neutral, dude. Um, <laughs> but he was kind of this, uh, you know, which I kind of leaned into that sort of uh, like the crow and like mm-hmm. uh, the poison elf, that '80s kind of like somewhat skinny, effeminate. Um, I mean, you know, you think of. Uh, like Legolas mm-hmm. also, you know, you just had that sort of type as an elf, but he's kind of like, I don't know, I just sort of pictured him as this sort of goth kind of dude who would just sort of whip around the battle, uh, kind of like dancing and like, I don't know if he would, if he actually like sang really. Do you know Ellis? Well, technically, whenever you play a blade singer, it's supposed to kind of incorporate like song and dance into like the fighting style. So it's like your right. entire move is like a performance. Right. Well, it's weird though too, because like I, when I was kind of looking into like a blade singer, I would, uh, you know, you would kind of read it and it almost made it out. Like the singing thing was sort of a, like more metaphorical as far as like his, his, you know, blade song was like him just, you know, slashing people. Uh, but then other people would, you know, were talking about it actually being an actual song. So never really sang anything. Well, but, um, something I imagined, and I never specifically said it, but in mm-hmm. my mind, whenever you were like swinging your blade, I imagined the blade itself like humming, like thrumming almost mm-hmm. like a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And then every time you would swing, yeah. it would create like this uh, cadence of sound or whatever that was almost like a song. Oh, yeah. But well, and I, I had the shadow blade thing, which. Yeah was, you know, I'm sure only helped kind of add to that. It's funny because I always imagined, like, just because I just thought it would just be hilarious. It's like our characters are in battle and all of a sudden this freaking elf just starts, like, moonwalking. And you're like, what is he doing now? You know? he's like, yeah. You're like, okay. I took the character so seriously until you sent the drawing of him and I was like, oh. 
<laughs> well, I I created my like little my little avatar picture was which was like an elf, but then the face of Freddie Mercury, yes. <laughs> which oh, didn't help. Man. Sure I was like, got Take it him seriously. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like all of us are deep in battle in the nine circles of hell, and all of a sudden you're just like, here he is, he's going, Mama. Ooh. You're like, oh, I'm just so get your sword out, dude. Hey, he was powerful though, man. I, I've it's it's been actually pretty tough not to uh, not to become a blade singer on this yeah, next on next this next one. That's kind mm-hmm. of how it is, but it's like what every class is that way, right? So it's like you feel connected right. to that one, but if you play another one, there's going to be like a whole mm-hmm. new arsenal of stuff that feels like stupid yeah. and like fun yeah. to play. Hey, we'll, t- we'll, we'll get into how connected we get with these characters in yeah. just a minute. Tonight's program has been brought to you by... Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was very convenient for over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures. From another dimension, another world, I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. You're listening to That Would Be Rad. So my guy was, uh, my character was a, a dwarf named Thoron Stormspeak, and he's a cleric. And so essentially he's kind of like a, uh, well, religion and stuff are, are very important to the clerics, but they're also like magic users. And they, so they use like a, they use like holy magic and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I wanted to build this guy who was kind of gruff. He's an older dwarf. He actually comes from like a clan of dwarves that were, Almost like wiped he's out. He's a youth pastor, and he's a youth pastor down over there in the mountains. And uh, I wanted him like we needed someone in the group that was going to be just really good for like healing yeah. the group because I knew we have you know uh, Luke's character who's going to be super powerful like in battle. We have Tyler's character who's going to at least provide us with music, <laughs> and then we're going to need. Somebody that, you know, can kind of, you know, use up all of their turn healing (laughs) Tyler. And we'll get to why that's significant um, in in just a little bit. You need that party balance, though, right? Because... Yeah, you do. It's like you guys... Oh, go ahead. I I felt I do feel bad for, like, the healer or, like, the medic role because it's like somebody has to do it and... I will say, Woody, you you handled it beautifully, and especially like the way that everything kind of ca- came to a close. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty awesome. Well, it was awesome, man. The clerics too, like like I don't sleep on like the healing class because uh, they're really strong. Like they have some upper level spells that can deal a ton of damage, yeah. and yeah, like you can yeah. really build around them to make them like almost unkillable. And, and they're also just. Mm-hmm. Like with the three people we had, that was the best way that we could have possibly balanced out your party where you guys just didn't get wiped like as soon as you went to hell. 
Well, and I liked it, you know, like I, whenever, and I think we all do this, you know, in any Dungeons and Dragons player or DM or whatever, there's elements of ourselves with like the things and, and characters that we create. And so like, I really did enjoy being mm. the healer uh, and, you know, just being able to kind of like carry that sort of job on my back and just know that, okay, like at least we can, I can like give everybody you know, some health and we can kind of keep on crushing. Plus you're, you're pretty short too. So that I'm sure you sort of identify. <laughs> with hey, come on, man. Hey, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm either taller than you or just, you are same. not, you are at least six We're inches shorter. Than you. <laughs> yeah, I need, no I need way. numbers now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm six, three and Woody is like five, four. You are not six, three, dude. You're like, maybe what, how tall? I really, am? I'm five, 11. Mm. Okay, then yeah, you're a couple inches inches. taller. I'm 5'9". And this is another thing, which I think it's really endearing, but Woody's feet are so small. (laughs) What? (laughs) You're so full of (laughs) dude. That is not true. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) This is really endearing, but... (laughs) Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, Well, this is another thing that happens with when all four of us get together is just like, it's just a constant. It just goes off yeah. the rails. Well, and it's a constant case of the giggles, like just yeah. nonstop. Oh yeah. So we had the session zero, and then gearing up and going into, I guess, the very first session, dude. I was so excited. I was so nervous, I was nervous because yeah. I didn't know what to mm-hmm. expect. And I think too, like if you watch anybody that's like thinking about getting in D and D, you watch videos and stuff online, and you've got these folks that have been doing it for a long time. They're much more comfortable yeah. with the role-playing aspect of it. They're doing voices. They're dressing up. T- and and so you have this, like, feeling like, oh, man, I, get, I mean, is that what's expected of me? And so, like, that's what was really cool about the session zero is we kind of, like, outlined and asked the questions of what, like, what do we need to expect? And, and Ellis, you were very good at just, like, kind of not only kind of putting us at ease, but just sort of, like, being like, I mean, you know, just uh, whatever you're comfortable. Do what you're comfortable with, and, and and that kind of thing. So, I was still kind of nervous, but so excited. It was like Christmas Eve, yeah, basically, dude. before we played that first session, and then we get into it. And as as like high as my expectations were, I gotta say, dude, it exceeded like exponentially. Mm-hmm. After that first, I mean, that first session was just like mine. And we were, and it was just so much fun, man. Like, I, I know Tyler and I, like, after we played that night, I like, we called each other immediately. We're like, dude, oh man, yeah. And then you remember that time when, you know, this, this, and this happened? And like, oh, dude, it's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'll never forget. And again, you know, I played like way back in like middle school, but. You know, when we first started, I mean, even even kind of going into the session zero, it was still kind of weird. Like, I didn't really know Ellis that well. Um, I knew Luke pretty well, but it, I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, Luke, it, it, I mean, it had mm-hmm. been like 10 years, maybe yeah. 12 years. It's been a long maybe, time. Like sure. that. Yeah. Um, and so it was, you know, it was a little like, not awkward, but it was a little sort of like, size another bath. Yeah. Happened. I was taking a shower. Wonderful, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that the you know the the beginning of the first sort of like official part of the campaign, you know, when we're like mm-hmm. we're walking down the stairs to go outside to see like everything that's going on, it was just the weirdest feeling of like um, it was like you know we're all just kind of like little kids, you know, looking up in wonder at Ellis as he's like reading story time it yeah. felt like and it was like it was like i didn't know whether to like laugh or like it was like i didn't mm-hmm. it was it was just such a bizarre sort of feeling of like i'm so excited because somebody's <laughs> telling me a yeah. story basically yeah. it, it was amazing and i'll i'll never like i'll never forget and like, that and it only got better yeah. and better i think too it's like people don't realize how much work has to go into a campaign oh god so like, oh, yeah. that was yeah. Ellis yeah, did dude. just hours and hours of writing. And then yeah. not on top of that, it's, his delivery is really important and he's awesome at it. So he's like, he's setting the tone. Yeah. Like he's describing everything we see because literally there's nothing. There. It's, it's invisible. It's in it's our like, mind. Right. And then yeah. He's, right. yeah, he's just so good at that. And, he's, and then he does all these voices as well. Uh, so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you got to have Go someone. Give us some of those voices, Ellis. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I was no, like, I don't kidding. know if I can do it on the spot. I'm not ready. 
<laughs> but like, I mean, the thing to me for D and D is like, it's to me, it's the most fun game that that you can play with a group of people because anything can happen. Period. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, as a DM, it's also important to realize that you have this cool idea of like what you want the story to be or how it looks, but no one else can see it because it's in your head. So, you have to be mm-hmm. as uh cinematic as you can Flexible. and you also have to be able to like artistically like describe describe it. like exactly what everyone is seeing and like especially during fights too because you you have to mm-hmm. be able to give them an idea in their head of what the map looks like everything that's going yeah. on so they can make their choices like accurately based on like what's delivered to mm-hmm. them you know but but also we were playing on uh, for all of you out there who you know may only be into like playing physically in front of each other for us and probably a lot of people would like the pandemic and all that nonsense but uh we played on an app uh a web app called roll 20 and so ellis would also not not only would he like explain everything he would also like create and render and like make these a, a lot of the visuals that we would see as well so like to me the most impressive thing is not only are you basically guiding a bunch of amateurs around and like yes you got to roll again tyler yes like (laughs) not only are you doing that but then you also have to like you're constantly having to think on your feet because no matter what you came up with i'm sure we were just gonna wreck it completely oh it gets derailed by players like every time and so it's like having to have as many backup plans as you possibly can wow or yeah. and if like you don't have a plan ready, you just have to do it on the fly, and you have to work off stuff that you've seen or know. So so is that something that you? I'm guessing that's probably something you just gained from experience of just doing it for years and years. Yeah, not like I've played for like I don't know, like maybe eight ten years, but uh, I also watch like so many D like podcasts of people playing mm-hmm. that like you kind of just like the information bleeds into you like that's how i know all the rules because mm-hmm. it just comes up so often in all these like podcasts and stuff that i watch that you just learn them oh yeah it was amazing wow. to see you just like uh calculate things on the fly yeah on the fly to, or like yeah you, my gosh, he would dude. know all those rules about like what your spell how far does your spell reach or whatever right he would have those things or he could look it up quickly if not and it, just being so fast it was amazing yeah yeah i mean one of the things that i learned Thanks. very quickly was like it might be i might be 70 before i even try to dm a dang game it, there's just so much to it it's well, so here's intimidating the thing too like when i first played D, i was introduced to it by a friend um and literally was blown away by how fun it was yeah. And so immediately I was like, I want to try DMing. And I DMed for a group of like five people and had no idea what I was doing. But it was still a really good time. Like you just, we kind of made up rules because we didn't know the rules or we didn't look Mm -hmm. them up. But what mattered was everyone was having a good time and you were having fun. And then eventually situations would come up where you're like, okay, let's actually look at the rules. And over time, it kind of like, you just, you kind of like grow into like the actual rule set and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I don't think, that like it's scary to dm but you don't have to be scared because no matter what everyone's going to appreciate the time that you put in and yeah. they're going to have a good time you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah another thing that you have is just like the patience of a saint God. because that oh, first game dude that first uh time that we met dude like you're explaining all this stuff and you're like okay and, and so a popular sort of phrase i guess that a dm will ask the players at the t- at the quote-unquote table is like you know he'll Ellis will like lay out this scene. He'll go through this stuff, and he'll just be like, "So what do you you know what do you want to do? What do you do?" And we're just like all kind of like okay, and then we're like, "Well, um, can which I'm sure, man, alive, I'm sure it got on your nerves." We're like, "Can we? Can I? What? What? Uh, you know?" And so I think one of the things that we've kind of learned over the course of these like five or six sessions is that like we're just going to start like making the decision and then seeing the consequences, you know, good or mm-hmm. bad instead of yeah. like, and so you were like so patient with us because like, I think it took us almost the entire first session to get down a hallway. <laughs> no, the funniest. I and, mean. and I would actually, uh, if, if you can like remember how originally you, in your mind, this was going to play out. 
uh, I would love for you to tell Ellis, <laughs> but the way we literally sat at this area, which is basically like standing in front of an elevator, just trying to mm-hmm. figure out uh, the up or down buttons. We probably took yeah. 35 minutes. And like, like they're not, they don't look like up or down buttons. They're like these two columns with what he described as kind of like they're buttons. They're like runic circles. Yeah, and to us, we're like, is this a trap? Yeah, it's a trap. Like, yeah, we're well, Indiana yeah. Jones yeah. in this. Like, we're like, do we got to do something to <laughs> like, do I, well, hold on, do we touch this one and the other one at the same time? But dude, well, the brilliance, the brilliance is like, we spent all that time trying to figure out basically, like you said, the up or down buttons of this like, trolley or whatever you call it like um is that what you call it a trolley yeah like a gondola to go across this like vast space of like lava and this dark thing we spent all that time and so we we're like man that was silly and then we go and we try to unlock this freaking door <laughs> and it chops drogo's arm off or whatever so it's yeah. like that's the brilliance of it it's like the stakes are high and you never know what's gonna happen totally. i would and also it's like so important to pay attention to what he's saying because like mm. we learned several times that we didn't listen to the descriptions yeah. well enough and yeah. uh, usually i paid the price because i had they the most sent you in i had the most yeah. uh hp or whatever so like i would be like all right i'll go first and then and i, I think you guys told the story before on your show about the about poor um uh, what was his name? The uh, the no mission old guy. Oh, uh, Calvin or no? no what was that guy's name? Uh, Starts with a um, D. Oh, okay. Davin. Devin. Uh, Davin. Davin. Poor Davin. Davin. But, yeah. Davin yeah. Luckfoot. But dude, like Ellis. I mean, uh, <laughs> Luckfoot. <laughs> and like, what do you? I guess suggest I think to hold him over. Oh the, wait, wait, yeah, we got to give the whole. We're gonna blame this on. We're gonna blame this on the grumpy. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's Ellis. Okay, so this is kind of part of what we're sort of gonna put you on the spot with. We kind of wanted to ask a couple questions of like, what would have been, you know, like what what were your plans for for Davin, and then maybe kind of explain like what we actually did. Well, yes. the whole original thought process was to give you guys like a quest within the quest, mm-hmm. right? So Davin was Boy. was on basically like this entire thing of like uh, atonement or redemption, right? So he's the reason that the rest of his family is locked up in the nine hells. And it's like driven him mad because he watched his grandson get murdered in front of him. Mm. Um, it's basically broken him at this point. And he's here because he's his selfish desire to rescue his son. And so the whole point of his story was to bring him to reunite him with the remaining parts of his family and get them out of Avernus. And then I was eventually going to tie them into like future, like the real campaign, but nope. he just was immediately killed. He perished. Yes. What, what, about, what about his pet rat? Like what was that guy? Because his mind was broken. He had found a rat within Avernus and he named it after his fallen grandson. Gosh. Uh, yeah. Well, Man. we didn't get to do any of that. No, nah, there was like a no, whole like side bit there. He was but, he was like yeah. anytime we asked this guy any questions, and this is when we started to like really kind of get into the role play aspect of just being like, okay, well, hey, Davin, uh, enough because like he was kind of like a giggly kind of crazy person, and like Thoron, my character was just kind of getting impatient, you know, and was just like, hey, man, here, you know, here's what we need to know. Can you show us the way to this? Uh, you know, prison, or prison, or whatever. Intimidation will work sometimes, yeah. but not. Yeah, and I th- I'm pretty sure that we like rolled to use intimidation. It was just like a crappy roll, and so finally we're just like, dude, why don't you just hold them <laughs> over the lava and like mm-hmm. scare them and get the information? And we asked Ellis, "Can we do that?" And Ellis's famous oh, answer, which he should just basically get a tattoo oh, in old English letters across try. his chest. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. You can certainly try. I mean, I hate it, but it's amazing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so Luke's character, uh, just imagine this big, humongous, half-orc barbarian grabbing this poor little gnome crazy dude and just holds him over in the lava. But we didn't think about the fact that, like, that's how real the mechanics are of this like, game. lava's pretty hot. Lava's hot. Real guys. hot. And it basically just burned. I had to just... I burst into flames. And so yeah. did Davin. And Davin was, like, dead instantly. And I was, like, almost, I mean, it took a ton of life oh, off yeah. of me and i have and that guy was a level one gnome old man yeah <laughs> he had like eight <laughs> points and he and it killed obviously his little rat was like oh yeah he was just oh, gone yeah. <laughs> and then gone. we're like oh no what do we do like do we, we gotta bring him back yeah oh my god 
Dude, did we did we bring him back? Yeah, you brought we, him back just to kill him again. Yeah, we brought him oh, back. Yeah. So we brought uh, Woody. I think you brought him back. Well, and I gotta say, yeah. I feel like I feel, I unfairly I do think that Ellis looked at us like we were just horrible murderers. But I I've <laughs> yeah. gotta say I do think that uh, okay. So Luke's character, the, the big barbarian, holds him over the fire, poof, burst into fire, dead. So then I I really do think that our thought process was to like, you know, that was horrible. We have a cleric. We have a healer. Let's let's bring him back. And Woody, I'll let you yeah. take it from there. And then that was the initial thing. And then he's just like suffering. And we're like, hey, man, we can't stay here any longer. Just chop his head off. Yeah. No, no, no. You guys were worried. Okay, so this is where Misery. metagaming can come back and bite you in the end. Because you guys were thinking of him like you would think of Gollum. You're like, oh, my God, this guy's going to come after us and kill right. us. And kill this pet mm-hmm. rat. And so oh, you yeah, guys like, right, well, what right. if we just kill him and we chop off his head? And you're like, yeah, then he definitely won't follow us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in reality, he would not have. You don't know. He, he, he also gave you guys some key words that if you had picked up on uh, and like yeah. kind of like explored, it would have opened up his dialogue a little bit more. Well, we missed those while we were chopping. Like he mentioned totally. Lucina, which is the girl that you found later on yeah. by name. Mm. And no one like really dug into that. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So we, we learned we just, a lot. We learned a lot. We did learn a lot. I mean, yeah. I will say we all felt like, I'm not joking, man. Like the next week, I, mean, I just felt terrible. Like I mm-hmm. felt the like not the full emotions, but I mean, like I felt like, dude, we just destroyed we this someone. innocent being, man. Yeah. Like it just felt awful. At the same time, it was kind of funny to laugh oh, later. <laughs> Does that make us evil? <laughs> I don't know. But um <laughs> That also tied into Woody's uh, character because alignments are super important and you're mm-hmm. a cleric of lawful good, which means that you value life above all others. Mm-hmm. And then you just murdered this man. <laughs> and so that's why you had the dream and you had to have a talking to with your deed. Yeah, that was because amazing. Because gods are super important in D&D. And if you go against your god's beliefs and wills, you'll lose their power. Yeah. And I, I had and never thought of that. It'll literally like make you, yeah. And so that can be a really big thing for clerics, and it's also like oathbreaker paladins. That that was something that we, you know, from not playing, and and I mean, I, you know, I, I never remember encountering anything as far as like your kind of going against like your deity, um, your alignment, and everything. But that was so unexpected to be like, oh wait a minute, wow, you you just got like penalized by you know going against there's consequences it was my it it like blew my mind and and it was funny because it was sort of like whoa what just happened it's like also to mitigate you just mitigate you from going to like a town and just murdering everyone Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. it's like if you do that then obviously there's going to be like a manhunt for you right so yeah you can't be it's not like you're free to go do anything you want because there's like real world consequences kind of like woven in that's what happened to me and brad that first campaign yeah we just started like chopping arms off people. Yeah, walked up to someone and cut off like their leg or something. Did not make it far. <laughs> yeah, the whole campaign really was like designed to give you a taste of every single thing, just about that you could run into in a long term campaign. Which is why I started you off at level fourteen. Like, also you couldn't have as yeah. dynamic of a story because I can't send level two players to like hell because you'll die immediately. So it mm-hmm. kind of gives you like this like real world like world ending like goal. It's like we have to do this to save the world. It's a much cooler story. And then you get to try just about everything in D&D and you know what you get to work up to when you start a long term. like campaign. Yeah, man, that was that was super yeah. cool. And, and part of the reason why I'm just so excited to uh, to start this next long, full blown campaign from from, you know, level one essentially from the start you know it's just going to be so much fun man we've kind of gotten a taste of what mm-hmm. the possibilities are whenever you're those higher levels all the powers all the spells and Tyler and I were talking about this too that just imagine the knowledge that we'll have by the time we are level 14 and 15 of like our spells of the utility mm-hmm. of them oh, how we can you know walk into certain scenarios and how we can kind yeah. of yeah it's oh, just yeah. going to be so much fun. Man. Yeah, that that was that was one of the things. E- even though I was a, a blade singer character, I was you know basically a wizard, and so you know I, I think that was one of the, the things that was a little difficult. That I that I think you know starting back at level one will really you know help. Is like 
you're not really intimate with your your spells. Like you didn't kind of grow with those spells of like, oh, well, now you're level three, so you, mm-hmm. you get this spell or you get this spell. And so like I'm really excited to, uh, you know, Yeah, you'll really get fresh. to grow into the characters too. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll feel closer to them and you'll be able to embody them a little bit better like the longer you play them. Because um, there was a lot of stuff too as a wizard you mm-hmm. didn't get to like fully explore, like finding scrolls, writing them into your book to learn new spells. It's just like a ton of like side stuff. You never got to like yeah. go shopping as like a party or like have downtime where it's like full yeah. role play where you're like in uh-huh. a city, like talking to people, mm-hmm. That's what I was gathering information, stuff like that. That's what I'm looking forward to is like, but the hellscape was cool, but like being able to go and actually, you know, experience a town or mm-hmm. a tavern or whatever and role play in it. That's one of my favorite yeah. parts, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. too. It's just. Yeah, dude, that's so funny that you say that, Luke, dude, because Tyler and I both. Yep. Just the other day, we're talking like, man, the battling and all that is super fun, but I can't wait to be able to like role play more, which is totally opposite mm-hmm. to what I thought. Yeah, you know, when we first started, like at first, I was like, oh man, that makes me yeah. so nervous. But like, yeah, you need like I a healthy balance between the two. Yeah. Honestly, it has well, to be like fifty fifty. For me, as it sort of went along, um, I think I kind of got to the point where I really enjoy like the sort of the problem solving aspect and the you know. The travel, mm-hmm. getting to, you know, in between like the battles, I feel like those are really fun in like in how you're sort of problem solving of like, okay, well, you know, your feet drop out from under you, you're sliding down this this tunnel, or you know, off yeah. this cliff. What do you do? And it's like having to figure out, okay, well, this character has this item which, which can allow them to do this, and this oh, like, yeah. I love all that stuff, especially because it's yeah. like sort of the teamwork just, kind um, of deal. I gave you guys like a lot amazing. of time because you're new, but eventually you'll only have like so much time and like one of those like high yeah. pace like scenarios, right? Where it's like you gotta like think on the fly to like have it happen. Yeah. Or like you can lose the turn, you know? Yeah. And and something else that's just so fascinating to me is you can have the most powerful character ever. Yeah. Or the most like athletic or agile and you could say yeah well i'm gonna swing my rope over there and catch that rock and then, and then you're like okay cool roll and it's like yep. one and you're like oh or like you go to battle somebody and you roll and it's like oh cool i rolled a three and so like even the plans that you make as a player before your turn comes up can just completely be demolished all faded by like literally thoron's fate is a good example of you yeah. got the last roll of the enemy who had like three HP left got a natural 20 to hit you. Oh and it was gosh. the end of Thoron. I, and I kind of wanted, that's a perfect, you know, I want to make sure I got like a nine minutes until hard stop, but I definitely want to talk quickly about the fate of my character and how it all kind of wrapped up because I thought, you know, it was intense, but man, what a way to kind of end it all. Amazing. Like we were fighting all these different like, demons and and monsters and all this stuff and we were doing i think pretty well i mean like i was you know anytime um any of us were getting down i would like kind of like heal us Mm -hmm. all and and we were able to just like crush 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 well um finally we're just like the last beast or whatever it was we had him you know on the ropes essentially and the thing about tyler's character was super powerful spell wise and can cause a lot of damage and do a lot of things but very like weak in terms of like strength and and, like hit points so it's easier for him to die uh than it would be myself uh or especially uh luke's character Mm -hmm. and so his he was just like ragged you know he got hit like really hard and was just about to die and so instead of using my turn to attack uh i used my turn to heal Tyler or Elric, Tyler's character, and then yeah, the monster like rolled a natural twenty and and uh, mm-hmm. and killed killed my character. And ironically, th- as the game ended, I, I my hit points were completely filled to the brim. Yeah. <laughs> not ironically, that was purpose. You know, there was purpose behind that. I did well, that. I, I did have ironic. some amazing. That's what I happened. had some amazing rolls though, like right at the very thankfully, because it's so funny, man. Like 
that that's part of the reason why we started making fun of the blade the blade singer character in the first place because you like hyped it up so much before we ever started playing and then the first like i will say 20 rolls that you oh god they were horrible we're just terrible <laughs> and, and so we're all yes. just like and so we were just like we i was giving you so much grief man it was so well I, I got like really into it i i also wrote like a, a ton of backstory like pages and pages of this backstory and like you know, I, I've been listening to this, this really cool podcast called D&D Optimized where it's kind of a like a theory craft based thing. There's no, no story. It's, it's very like, OK, how can I optimize a character? How can I multi-class and kind of maneuver and make my char- character really powerful? And so, you know, I'm listening to this and I'm like, man, this dude is just going to rip. And it, it doesn't matter if, if you're rolling like, you know, bad rolls. Mm-hmm. It's just. You're at the mercy of, of fate, you know. So. It makes it so much so much more fun that way, too. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited for uh, the next campaign. I've been doing a lot of writing for that. And oh, uh, I'm really excited about, like, the opening story and, like, the, like, overarching story overall. Like, I cannot mm. wait for you guys to play. Oh, man, that's so, that's so exciting to hear. Tyler or Luke or Ellis, is there anything else that you want to, like, throw in there before we, uh, before we start to wrap it up? Yes. I want to ask, uh, and sorry to interrupt, guys, if... If anybody else, <laughs> um, what the hell was going to happen with that gelatinous cube thing that we just left? Oh yeah, mm. oh. it wasn't a gelatinous cube. It was just like this big, you, like it was like a no. big like souls. Or it's, yeah, bones. so basically, what those are, lore wise, is it's like a human soul that is like bound for hell, like someone okay. who is evil in their life, basically mm. goes down and they become like the lowest form of devil that there can be. Um, they're tortured, they're enslaved, they're put to work. Uh, so that one was there and it was just a tormented soul. It wasn't going to hurt you or anything. It was really just there to be like a, uh, to keep you between the dagger to see like what you guys did. And no one ever equipped that dagger. I was Mm. so disappointed. Mm. Yeah, what was the yeah, dagger? I never used the dagger. It was cursed. I was really excited for someone to like equip it. I knew it. Yeah. (laughs) What about oh? What about those dang? What about those mushrooms? Dude? Oh yeah, oh, those were really exciting. Were they just poisonous? Those would have uh, been a hallucination for about two hours, where the person <laughs> who eats it continuously dies in the hallucination over and over, and you would have taken some Jeez. psychic damage. Oh great! So you would have lived oh, different gosh, deaths man. over and over. Do you understand, like anybody listening, why? Like, hopefully, and I don't think I did it justice in, in terms of like how long it took us to make decisions. But this is why, <laughs> yeah. Like if you eat a mushroom, you have a death hallucination yeah, for two exactly. hours. Or if you grab this dagger that's just laying there, it's just like becomes a part of you, like this obsession thing. That's why it's just uh, awesome. And like the stakes text are just is, so much uh, fun. super important to listen because yeah. it, there's like a lot of like keys or like clues and stuff that yeah. are in like the like yeah. I will descriptions. Say, I mean, like and Tyler, you said you like the problem solving and stuff, and I think you are really good at that because like you would always notice things that. I definitely wouldn't have noticed. And then we'd be like, oh, okay, good thing we asked about that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But of course, then I, hopefully this next campaign, we're going to be more uh, just, I guess, assertive and just start going forward because, man, we would just sit there for hours just asking oh, questions. Oh, but, sessions yeah. will probably be capped out at like three to four hours, like max. Yes. <laughs> um, well, and- I think I can speak for all of our wives too that uh, the session, like, dude, the last session, by the way, <laughs> listener, was no joke. no joke. And here's the best part. We're like, okay, we're going to start at two in the yeah. afternoon so that we can kind of wrap it up early. This is the end. This is the last thing. Eight A full hours work day. later, yep. dude. A full work day. But you know what's funny? It didn't, I mean, towards the end, like, we, we were all kind of, like, tired, yeah. sure. But it didn't feel like eight hours, dude. It, it went by so quickly. And when you say it out loud, when you're like, yeah, we're eight hours, it's kind of like, man, that was a long but, time. Yeah, well, yeah but you got to look at it. For all those people out there that, that aren't players and have never played d d it's like you kind of got to look at it as like, you know, well, how many hours does it take to read, like, a really amazing, like, novel or – yeah. And so to us, like, even though we're sort of playing it, we're, we're looking at this thing with that sort of level of, like, respect and reverence. And mm-hmm. so, like, to us, and especially, I would imagine for you, Ellis, uh, being the Dungeon Master, it's like, you know, you really have to give, like, an amazing book in to, like, give resolve and to give mm-hmm. closure to, like, this amazing world and, and cast of characters. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just like writing any story. Like, you really... 
you have to approach it that way. Like you're writing a screenplay or you're going to be writing a yeah. book or a it's novel. It's almost like a series because it's so long. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though my character died, I did get the chance to deal the final death blow to this red dragon that we got in battle, which yeah. was I rode on his back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the whole time. Yeah. Hey, but the death Just was a good lesson, up. you know, because now you know that characters can die. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. It, you know, in a way, it like makes me even more nervous, like starting out at such like a low level and then like something happening like at level five or something. It's like, boom, he's dead. It's yeah. like, oh. But I guess you could make a new character. Well, that's what you would have to do. Is if back. there's no way to revive the dead character, you just make a new one. Oh, you have a new backstory okay. and a new life. Yeah, we just meet a new guy that's. Woody, yeah, would you just? It, a new yeah. Would you just like reintroduce him into like the next story or the next like? Yeah, session, I mean, I he might not even show up right away, but it would be something like that would be written into the story. It's like you come across. I'm uh, already pit. I'm already pit. Like <laughs> you come across like a bunch of slavers, and like you release the slaves, and then your new character was one of Oof. the people in the cage, right? So it's like something like that. Wow, that's cool. Hmm. I didn't know we were gonna. I know we're going to talk about slavers today, but um, <laughs> hopefully what we did, though, was, and I don't know if we did, maybe it was just a bunch of rambling and, a, and an excuse for us to all get together again before mm-hmm. our new campaign starts to uh, to talk about that last campaign. But hopefully... And so, mission accomplished, because yeah, I'm happy. Man, me too. Um, hopefully, though, listeners who have been either kind of thinking about getting into Dungeons & Dragons or maybe we kind of enticed them to... Uh, to send us a message or, or ask us questions about getting started and all that. I mean, that's that would be uh, be really And we'll cool. direct all those messages um, straight over to uh, Ellis. Straight to yeah. Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, dude, for real, Ellis, man, thank you so much for the amazing work you did on that last yeah, campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I speak for uh, for us all. That was just so much yeah. fun, man. And, and so, like, like, I don't know, like, epic is really the only word that I could think of. I mean... Anytime you can like essentially sit down in one spot and be there for what would be like two viewings of the Snyder Cut mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, come away not feeling like, man, what the heck was that? You know, we have, we all just felt just energized and, and yeah. just, you know, even though my character freaking died because I saved Tyler, which might be the story of, of, <laughs> of real life. There might be some parallel there. <laughs> I, I just think it was just an incredible time. And uh, I know you guys are busy. Where can people find you guys online and explore, um, you know, y'all's podcast? Yeah, if, you, uh, if you're into movies and stuff, uh, check out Friends from Film School podcast. Mm-hmm. That's our show. Uh, there's a YouTube version. So there's like a video version. And that's on the Sozo Bear Films youtube channel and uh there's also just the audio version that's on you know wherever you get your podcast yeah. and uh follow us on instagram sozo bear films and friends from film school podcast one quick thing that i wanted to say about friends from film school um their podcast is this it's it's really kind of cool because or what i enjoy about y'all's podcast is you know we might even have like a topic uh like i think you guys did one um you know a couple months ago several several uh episodes ago about terminator the first one mm-hmm. and it's just interesting to listen to y'all's take on that movie because not only do you take the filmmaker slash film student uh, you know approach to whatever movie it is that you're talking mm-hmm. about which is you know unique to what tyler and i would do um but we would have some similarities probably in, in how we like approach the review of the movie or whatever in terms of storytelling and and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But what I found was really interesting, something that Ty and I can't do is you guys view it in a, in a, the perspective of someone much younger than us. And so you see things differently than we did because we remember what it was like when we saw those movies Mm -hmm. and hearing y'all's take on things um, and opinions and stuff. It's super cool. And like I said, unique in, in comparison, like what we would say about that movie, for example. So, yeah, if you're into movies and you kind of want like a, a nice deep dive into even things like favorite shots yeah, or like, like visual effects mm-hmm. or like behind the scenes type stuff. It's it's a really fun, fun and entertaining podcast to listen to. It's really cool. I totally Thanks, agree. Dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. And uh Tyler, where can everybody listen and find us? My well, friend? our bulk of social media presence is uh, Instagram. Uh, that would be rad uh, on Instagram. 
Um, you know, if you want to talk to us, feel free to shoot us a comment, shoot us a DM. If it's a more long form kind of deal, feel free to send it to that would be radpod at gmail.com. You know, without you guys coming week after week, we wouldn't be able to do this. And it's because of you that it's all possible. So, uh, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. And as always, be rad. That's the way it